The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the twelfth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day the large crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying out, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. And Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it, just as it is written, Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. His disciples did not understand these things at first. But when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that these things had been written about him and had been done to him. The crowd that had been with him when he called Lazarus out of the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to bear witness. The reason why the crowd went to meet him was that they heard that he had done this sign. So the Pharisees said to one another, You see that you are gaining nothing. Look, the whole world has gone after him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Palm Sunday is always such a strange occasion, I think. It's a strange occasion for me, at least, thinking about preaching on it. We experience this odd things that thing that happens. We enter into church with these joyful songs and the shouts of Hosanna and blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And then almost immediately we turn towards the cross with Jesus. We pray that as he suffers death on the cross, he would grant that we follow his example. And then we read the story of his passion from beginning to end, hearing him breathe his last and give up his spirit It's a strange thing to do all in one day, and it is, I suppose, a really helpful thing, especially considering that the days are growing longer and the weather is warming up and we feel the anticipation of spring and the joy of Easter right around the corner. It is good for us to spend even a joyful day like Palm Sunday dwelling on Christ's passion, dwelling on what he suffered for our sins, the fact that he did not consider it it too much for him to put off his divinity and take on human form, humbling himself even to the point of being put to death on a cross, in order that just as God would highly exalt him and raise him to the right hand, to the right hand of the heavenly throne, he would also raise us from the dead and join us one day with him in heaven, in the glories of heaven. But as we entered in today, you heard this song that the people were singing, this psalm that they were shouting, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Maybe you recognized that psalm that they shouted as they entered Jerusalem, they're the words of a psalm in our Old Testament, Psalm 118. Psalm 118 is a pilgrim psalm. There's a whole set of psalms that are used, were used by the people of Israel on festival days like the Passover and on Pentecost. They would sing them as they marched, as they processed, as they went up to the temple, as they went about their day doing the festivities that were prescribed for those occasions. But maybe you also recognize them, those words, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Maybe you recognize them because we sing them during the communion liturgy. We sing them every time we have communion and we sing the sanctus, the sanctus. That word sanctus just means holy, and it's the beginning of this song that we sing. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of thy glory. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he, blessed is he, 
Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. That is an amazing song that we sing. Have you noticed how many times we repeat the holies and the hosannas and the blessed is he? Three times, three times each, for our thrice holy God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Sanctus is called the great hymn of the communion service. It is a combination of a few different parts, and I want to tell you about those parts briefly today. It begins with the holy, 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 the three holies sung by the angels in the prophet Isaiah's vision of the throne of God. Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Sabaoth means hosts, like hosts of soldiers, the army of God. The Lord God is three times holy, and he is the commander of a mighty army. He is the king of a kingdom. He is the one with all authority in heaven and on earth, the creator and redeemer of all things. When we sing that holy, 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 we are joining in with the song of the angels, praising God and announcing his grandeur and his perfection. The experience of Isaiah in the throne room was overwhelming. The foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of the angels, and the house was filled with smoke. And Isaiah said, Woe is me, for I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. When we sing that holy, 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 we are joining in that song, and we are confessing that what Isaiah experienced in the throne room of God is happening before us in the sacrament of the altar. For there, in the flesh and blood of Jesus, our eyes see the King the Lord of hosts, veiled in his humanity so that we are not undone, veiled in his humanity, but nonetheless possessing all the grandeur and perfection that belongs to him by nature, by his divine nature. We sing the holy, holy, holy and declare that we have come into the presence of God, or rather, even more strangely, that God has come into our presence. That is the first part of the Sanctus. It's the song of the angels. And the second part we call the benedictus. Benedictus is another Latin word that just means blessed. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Here we are joining and singing with the faithful Israelites throughout the ages. They sang this psalm at their festivals, and Jesus would have sung it with his disciples on the night in which he was betrayed. And in today's gospel, the crowds welcomed Jesus into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, while they sang the Benedictus. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We sing that of Christ. For the Lord of hosts, whom we praise with the angels, has come down to earth in human flesh, taking the form of a servant, making himself nothing, being born in the likeness of men. And he has come to suffer and die, to humble himself in obedience to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is how that psalm, Psalm 118, this is how it begins. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. I'm sure that those are familiar words. They're said often as a table prayer. But think about what it means. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, 
for his steadfast love endures forever. In the context of a table prayer, we think about God's love, his steadfast love in providing us food, his goodness in caring for our every need of body and soul. But in the context of Jesus riding into Jerusalem to die, we gain a whole new perspective on the steadfast love of the Lord. Think of that. Picture Jesus riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, knowing where he's going, with a cross at the end of his road, and then hear the words of the psalm, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Indeed, Jesus knew, Jesus, who knew what lay before him, who knew the cost of God's great love for us, the price to pay for our sins, the cup of God's wrath that he would drink on our behalf, he shows us in a way we could never have imagined what the steadfast love of the Lord looks like. He is the meaning of that precious verse, John 3, 16, for God loved the world in this way, that he gave his only son. Steadfastly suffering all things, enduring the spite and hatred of his enemies, bearing our faithlessness and ingratitude, steadfastly going on to die. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We blend together the angel's song of holy, holy, holy with the pilgrim's song of blessing as we see in the flesh and blood of Jesus the steadfast love of the Lord distributed, given and shed for us to eat and drink for the forgiveness of our sins, for everlasting life. Indeed, near the center of that pilgrim psalm, Psalm 118, right in the middle of it, there are these incredible words. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. When we eat and drink the body and blood of Jesus, just as Paul said, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We proclaim his death, recounting his deeds of steadfast love and faithfulness, his mercy, his holiness and perfection, dwelling among us and rescuing us from every sin and every evil, from death and from the grave, and delivering us to everlasting life. I am desperately longing for that day when we can together again as one body eat and drink the Lord's Supper and together join in those songs of praise and thanksgiving, and proclaiming the Lord's death, receive from his hand his flesh and blood for forgiveness, life, and salvation. Although we cannot do that right now, as we were once accustomed to, we are not deprived. We are not deprived of God's holy presence or his life-giving sacrifice or his salvation. For even as you hear God's word today, His death is proclaimed in the preaching of the gospel. And you still receive all his benefits by faith, by believing that what Christ suffered, he suffered for you. Believing that the blood he shed, he shed for you. Believing that the death he died, he died for you. That is the meaning of Holy Week. Today we begin this most solemn and sacred time by witnessing Christ ride into Jerusalem, welcomed and hailed by the crowds as the son of David, who had come to save them. But you know what happens next. You heard it already today, how they traded him for a murderer. And you know how those crowds turn against him, crying out, crucify him. 
And this week we'll hear again, in detail, all that transpired. And in the proclamation of Christ's passion, we will have occasion again to grieve our sins, to come in contrition and repentance to the foot of the cross, and most importantly, to hold fast to the sacrifice offered there and the blood poured out in abundance to give us mercy and salvation. May the peace which passes all understanding, which was won by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, may that peace guard and protect your minds in Christ Jesus, now and forevermore. Amen.